How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Welcome to our week one coverage. This is our first video amidst the 2020 regular season. This is a series we do on our show called Meet the Opponents, where we break down the opposing team that the Bears will be playing to kick off the week. So today we've got the week one opponent, the Detroit Lions. Welcome back to the show, though. I am your host, Chris Malpe. Today I am joined with my co-hosts, Parsh Shaw and Jalen McClinton. How's it going, fellas? How does it feel to be back finally? This is this is about to be fun. Uh, you know, I'm excited to record uh, about week one. It's it's here. It's uh, I'm, I don't even I got I'm just like super overwhelmed. I'm just like super excited. Uh, losing my words here, but yeah, I'm, it's just a week away. Next Sunday, we'll know if the Bears won or lost. Uh, at this time, and we'll be watching Tampa Bay and Drew Brees take it off on Sunday night. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm still yeah, I'm still surprised that we're actually talking about football like on time. Um, honestly, I didn't think football was gonna the NFL season was gonna start on time due to you know all the stuff that was going on in America. But thank God that we are talk, finna talk football, and I, I can't be more excited. Absolutely. And today we are joined by our first special guest for Meet the Opponents Week 1. He's a Detroit Lions beat writer and the managing editor for SB Nation's Pride of Detroit. Welcome to the show, Jeremy Raisman. I hope I got that right. Yeah, good job. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm too very excited to talk football. So uh, any platform that I get, I jump at the opportunity right now. No kidding. Let's get right into it. So looking at the Detroit Lions, obviously an NFC North rival, went 312 and one in 2019, uh, finishing last in the division behind the eight and eight Bears. Matthew Stafford yet again was faced with an injury-riddled season, uh, going on IR in December after missing the final eight weeks of the season with a back injury. Uh, it's unfortunate that Stafford went down because he was arguably playing uh, MVP caliber football before then, throwing for 2,500 yards, 19 touchdowns in eight games. So. Lions, here we are again. Uh, the Bears have beaten them a couple times in a row. But before we get into the Lions specifically, Jeremy, we got to ask you because it's been all the talk in Chicago recently. Obviously, you know Mitchell Trubisky was just named the starting quarterback for the Bears. So does this surprise you at all? And, and what do you think about Mitch coming into Ford Field yet again? Because he's had some pretty good success against the Lions in uh, recent years. He has. And, and he's not alone in that. There's been a lot of quarterbacks that have gone into Ford Field and, and kind of dominated the Lions defense ever since Matt Patricia took over the team. But um, I would say it's a mild surprise. I, I did believe that Nick Foles was, was being brought in as legitimate competition, and maybe he was. Um, but, I, I you know, going in, I, I my preconceived notions of both quarterbacks was that Nick Foles was a better guy. Not by a lot, um, but, you know, they're sticking with their guy. And, you know, Trubisky is in it. Uh, everyone loves to, to hate on Trubisky, and, and I certainly jump in just kind of for the fun of the rivalry type of stuff. But <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen him in those in those Lions games. Like he makes some big time throws every now and then, and you see glimpses of it, and you're like, okay, well, this is probably why they drafted him. Why isn't he just doing it all the time? So I'm not really coming into this year expecting him to be a brand new quarterback like like some Bears fans might be. I know there are a lot of Bears fans that have jumped off the ship or never coming back, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what he what he looks like this year, but I'm not really expecting you know a, a huge jump in play. Absolutely, uh, he is known as a line killer. That's what Bears fans call him. So hopefully <laughs> he can hopefully he can do that week one. Um, but my first question is: the Lions had a solid offseason of great acquisitions, I'd say, which included adding Bears 
Chase Daniel and uh, Nick Williams, uh, veteran linebacker Jamie Collins, as well as former Packers wide receiver Germano Allison, Jeremy. Uh, would you mind giving us a brief recap of what General Manager Bob Quinn got done in Detroit this offseason? Yeah, he was he was a very busy man. I think the 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 focus of the offseason was really on that defense. Um, it was it was not good. It was one that allowed Mitchell Trubisky to do what he did, uh, and and really he he was just kind of overhauling everything. You know, we saw obviously they had to trade away Darius Slay because there was some uh, you know chemistry issues. Let's put nicely, uh, he, he didn't want to be here anymore because of Matt Patricia. Um, so you know that that's a big loss there. But you bring in Desmond Trufant to replace him. You draft Jeff Okuda, and that actually might be a net positive for Detroit. And then you look on the defensive line; they let Snacks go again. He didn't really like uh, what the Lions were running in terms of their defense. They bring in Nick Williams. They bring in Danny Shelton. Um, it's really they've got brand new starters on every level and i think maybe the two biggest additions you mentioned him there jamie collins this lions linebacking core has not been good over the past few years and i think a lot of the reason for that is they haven't had a veteran that knows the system and jamie collins when he's at his best might even be a top 10 linebacker in this league so the lions are hoping that you know he knows the patriot system he's played under matt patricia before um they're hoping he kind of recaptures that in a place that's not new england because obviously it's brown career did not go so well and then the other addition was a trade for Duran Harmon um, another former Patriots if you're seeing a uh, a pattern here of of Matt Patricia's behavior Uh, but he's a guy that that solidifies the lines on the back end they haven't really had a solid free safety really since I would say I don't know maybe maybe even going all the way back to I want to say I don't know. It, let's just say it's been a while. And so yeah. that will allow a guy like Tracy Walker, who's kind of an up and coming safety to play more his style, which is a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. And so uh, I, I, the the big question that's on you know Detroit fans minds right now is, OK, the Lions defense is different. But is it better? Because they got rid of some talented guys in Snacks and Slay and replaced them with some guys with question marks. You know, a guy like Nick Williams, who Bears fans probably know really well, they also probably know that he's only really had one successful season. So bringing in a 30-year-old with with one good season under his belt is is a risk. Bringing in a guy like Danny Shelton, who's only been kind of a rotational guy and putting him in as your starter is a risk. Same thing with Deron Harmon. He's been the third safety behind two really talented guys in New England. Now he's going to be the starter in Detroit. Right. So there, there's risks all around, but you can see why the Lions made the moves they did. They certainly needed some change. And if they if they actually got better this year, it, it could result in a lot more wins in 2020. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny to me that a lot of your great defensive players are going to leave, you know, due to your head coach being an offensive um, mastermind. But my first question for you is uh, the Lions closed off the 2019 season with the 18th ranked offense in the league. What do you expect them to what do you expect them to be able to achieve next weekend against the Bears and throughout the season? I think it should be a lot better. I mean, obviously, those numbers have to be heavily skewed by the fact that the Lions are playing a, a second string and a rookie undrafted guy for five games <laughs> last year uh, in, in David Blau. So uh, you, you mentioned the numbers from Stafford last season. He was on fire. Um, the Lions weren't scoring as, as many points as they probably should have with 
Stafford is as good as he was. But the key, I think, for the Lions this year is all the changes they made in the running game. So they, they did draft DeAndre Swift, 35th overall, second-round pick. They, they draft a couple guards, one of which will, will probably be starting in week one. Uh, they bring in a new right tackle. Uh, they, they bring in, essentially, uh, you know, a, a new depth chart on the interior. So the offensive line is going to look a lot different. They've got a bunch of running back threats, including a guy that you guys might know called Adrian Peterson, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the Lions are, are definitely trying to become a more balanced offense. And they've been they've been trying – like they've been running the ball a lot. They just haven't had as much success. So with Swift, with Peterson, and, and on Johnson still kicking around, um, they're hoping that they're going to be a more balanced offense and, and can kind of grind the clock a little more and, and take the ball out of Matthew Stafford's hands so that he doesn't have to do everything, which he has been for the past – basically his entire career <laughs> yeah I, want, I before i get to my next question i want to pass it around the table parth i mean we haven't seen a matthew uh healthy matthew stafford play against the bears in yeah. some time so do you think this is going to be a tough test for the bears's defense yeah 100 percent. i think when healthy matthew stafford is a top 10 quarterback um i i do think he's better than kurt cousins a lot of vikings fans would disagree with me on that but i think matthew stafford's very underrated uh, he has been basically the whole entire team for the Lions for many years, or his whole entire career. Um, a respectable dude, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's doing his thing, and hopefully he has a great season uh, and can stay healthy, but it doesn't start off too well week one. Uh, I think Bears fans would appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I can agree with you there. I mean, <clears throat> you can't overlook what, what the Lions have done the last couple of years, and assuming that, that the Bears are going to be starting Jalen Johnson, the second-round pick, uh, week one against Detroit, uh, he's going to have a tough task, you know, going up against guys like Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, uh, grizzled veterans in Danny Amendola. Uh, you would expect T.J. Hawkinson, someone who I was high on a couple of years ago, to to continue to improve out of the University of Iowa. Uh, they pick up Jesse James recently, and, and Jeremy brought it up. DeAndre Swift, Adrian Peterson. I mean, you can't even overlook a guy like a like a Bo Scarborough. So. Uh, they're looking pretty good, and I didn't even mention on Johnson's name. So I think it'll be a, a tougher test than it has been in years past uh, for the Bears' defense. But, uh, Jalen, what do you think about uh, this Lions offense heading into 2020? Well, um, I don't I don't know if you remember this, but I, I've always been a big fan of Kenny Galladay. Um, he went to the high school that, that was right down the street from my home, my my. My home, t- my, not my hometown, like the, the house that I grew up as as a little kid. Um, I've always been a big fan of him. Um, I watched him at NIU, and I was really wanted the Bears to draft him. But um, I'm happy to see him doing good in the NFL. Sally's for you know one of our our division rivals, but that's okay. I've always been a big fan of Matthew Stafford as well. I, I definitely feel like that the Lions haven't put enough time around him to be. Um, a winning quarterback, but you know he's still putting up numbers. And like you said before, he got hurt. He was putting dang near putting up an MVP type season. But other than that, you you guys have great wide receivers in Marvin Jones. You know he showed what he can do. You know you signed Adrian Peterson. You have on Johnson and just drafted DeAndre Swift. Um, I definitely feel like your offense did get better as a whole. But um, you know we won't know if it really got better until the season comes around. Yeah, let's flip to the uh, defensive side of the Detroit's ball. Uh, Jeremy talked about how much they wanted to improve that front seven. And on the other hand, uh, the defense finished the 2019 season ranked 26. So, Jeremy, you know, you look at the Bears this offseason and a position that they needed to address that's so, so important in Matt Nagy's offense is the tight end position. They bring in Jimmy Graham, who many would say has regressed, but, you know, 
Uh, compared to the Bears' tight ends last year, I mean, we saw Jesper Horstead catching touchdowns on Thanksgiving. Uh, he'll be solid. And then they also bring in a, a second-round pick in Cole Komet. So the Bears are coming in with a head of steam at the tight end position, at least in regards to what we've seen in training camp in past years. So how confident are you that this Lions defense with new guys that you mentioned, some Patriot blood in Jamie Collins and Danny Shelton, will be able to slow down Mitch Trubisky and co.? Yeah, I think that that tight end matchup could be really, really interesting. Uh, I mentioned Tracy Walker, the Lions' young safety, who will play more in the box now with <clears throat> with the addition of, of Duran Harmon. Um, he's been, you know, he's been the the defender to watch during training camp. Watching him go against T.J. Hawkinson is really like it's pay per view TV. Those guys are really physical with with each other. Really, really talented guys. So I'm I'm eager to see that matchup. That might be one of my favorite matchups to watch on Sunday is watching Jimmy Graham go against him specifically. Um, but then the question, as always, is going to be pressure. And that's one of the things the Lions were, were horrible at last year. Their, their pass rush win rate was, I think, worse in the league. And the Lions refused to blitz. Now, I feel like with the addition of Jamie Collins and some of these other guys, they're a little more well-equipped to blitz. So Matt Patricia might be a little more willing. They also have a new defensive coordinator this year in Corey Unlin, the former uh, former Eagles defensive backs coach so maybe with him dialing up plays that they're going to be a little more aggressive there um it's something we're just kind of have to wait and see but in terms of like elite pass rushers or guys that can really get after the quarterback that's the one thing the lines really didn't add this offseason the the one exception maybe there is julian oquara and i don't think he's going to be a guy that you're going to see a lot of in week one he's going to be more of a guy that you see towards the middle of the season when the lines really get him going so in terms of coverage, I think the Lions are a little more well-equipped to, to handle the Bears' defense. But uh, in terms of maybe getting to Mitchell Trubisky and putting a little pressure, having him make a mistake, I don't know that the Lions are really well-equipped to do that this year. And, and that could result in, in Trubisky feeling a little comfortable there in the pocket this week. Yeah, uh, I mean, you said it was an exception that we had uh, are, are not going to have much trouble with pass rush, but the Lions also have an exception, and that is the Bears had the 27th-ranked offensive line in 2019. <laughs> uh, Kyle Long obviously retires. Uh, Jermaine Fetty fills in at that position. I'm not too sure how I feel about that. But, Parth, I'm going to pass it back to you. Look, this Lions defense did what they needed to this offseason uh, outside of, I guess, adding a pass rusher. Uh, they bring in some guys with playoff experience. Uh, they add some good pieces to the secondary. So what do you think about what they did this offseason on the defensive side of the ball? I think their secondary got much better. Despite losing Darius Slay, they added Desmond Trufant. They got Jeff Okuda. I think those two are going to be a great cornerback tandem for the future they got there. Um, but I like the pass rushing. I, it's 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 really weak. Uh, but uh, again, the Bears have a very poor offensive line, so they could get to Mitch Trubisky. But yeah, if we look at the division, uh, we got the Bears have Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks. The Vikings got guys like Yannick Ngakwe and Dan- Daniel Hunter. The Packers have the Smith brothers. So the, the Lions are lacking in that position. But I think uh, years coming up, they could add there, and which would definitely elevate their defense a lot more. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how their cornerback tandem plays out. And like he mentioned, their safeties are a bunch of backups trying to become starters, which which will be fun to see as well. Because a lot of times, backup safeties can come in and be great starters and something. They got a lot of Patriot blood, so hopefully that works out for them. I mean, you want to talk about backup safeties coming in as starters. I don't think anyone expected Deion Bush to start week one for the Bears, and it's looking like it's going to go out that way. Uh, You know, I I do think the Lions improved on defense. Uh, Let's start with the obvious. The Lions defense gave up 
on average 400 yards per game last year. Uh, I, I don't know if they're essentially going to do that, especially facing the Bears' offensive line. But uh, Parthy basically hit it on the head. I, I think they're bringing in uh, a tight-knit group of players, uh, a lot from New England descent, like Jeremy said. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I think they're trending in the right direction on both sides of the ball. Uh, the question is, I think, and I think what the game's going to come down to is, can those linebackers and safeties do enough to stop the Bears' tight ends? And how will the young corners uh, perform on both sides? So, Jalen, I don't know if there's much left to say, but what do you think about this Lions defense? <laughs> you, you guys basically said everything that I was thinking um, about bringing in people from New England who knows Matt Patricia's system and might not get mad at what he's doing because they've already been through it and stuff like that. I was just really confused on – I get Darius Slate, you know – probably want it out, but trading him and just drafting another corner with their first round draft pick. But I want to see how this secondary is without him. Uh, Darius Slay has been a very good, has been a very good corner for a very long time in this league. Uh, he's intercepted Mitchell Trubisky, you know, multiple times, and I'm just happy that he's not in our division no more. <laughs> but I'm um, bringing a guy in, Jeff Okuda, who, you know, who, who went top four for top three, I think. Yeah, then he went third. Yeah, he went yeah, top yeah. three for a reason. And, um, you know, he's obviously a, a great corner, and hopefully, hopefully he's not the next Darius Slay in, in intercepts Bears quarterbacks for years to come. Yeah, uh, this defense is definitely going to have to step up for Detroit. Uh, Jeremy mentioned blitz percentage. Uh, Lions were 30th in the league in that last year, 29th in pressure, and also 21st in quarterback knockdown. So, Parth, I'm going to pass it back to you. So my second question is, uh, this this game is a big one on Sunday. Uh, both teams can desperately go, use a 1-0 start to start the season. Uh, I'm pretty sure... Matt Patricia is 0-2 during his first weeks, and so is Matt Nagy. I don't think they both have won week one yet, so one coach is going out with a win. Um, but what can the Lions do to, to win this game? It's a good question, and, and yeah, you're right. Matt Patricia definitely needs a good start to the season because you know his very first NFL game was uh, the Jets absolutely obliterating, yeah. obliterating the Lions on, on Monday Night Football. And then last year, they got up to a big lead against the Cardinals, and they actually ended up tying. So you're, you're right <laughs> that neither neither coach has gotten a win in week one. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I I mean, Matt Patricia right now is on as hot of seat as, as he can probably be for a third-year guy. This was a 9-7 and seven team in, in back-to-back years under uh, Jim Caldwell. He comes in, and he's won nine games in two seasons. So um, that's all you really need to know. Now, how, how the Lions get out to that win, I think, I think they play the game that they want to play, which is kind of grind out long possessions on offense, convert on, on third downs in situation full situational football um you know score score touchdowns instead of field goals in, in the red zone and just kind of i mean I, I really think their their game plan is just to keep the ball out of the other team's offense's hands and it doesn't matter if that man is aaron Rodgers or mitchell trubisky like they just want to grind out long games with long possessions and and keep their defense healthy so that they aren't getting run up the score on by by a guy like trubisky so expect the lines to just run the ball a lot run you know long drives um but it, you know when they need to obviously unleash Matthew Stafford because Daryl Bevel's offense um does take a lot of deep shots that was why Stafford was so successful 
uh, in his eight games last year is because they, the deep ball, they were one of the best teams, you know, throwing the ball 20, 20 yards and further downfield. So if the Bears are vulnerable there, they're, they're going to take their shots, no question. Um, but if not, they're, they're going to be per- perfectly happy just kind of working the middle of the field, working the short yardage, um, getting Adrian Peterson the rock early on. I, I You know, I, I said on my podcast just a few minutes ago before I jumped on here that I wouldn't be surprised if Adrian Peterson is the running back that gets the most touches on Sunday because wow. Swift is dealing with a little bit of injuries he hasn't been practicing a ton in training camp i i kind of i'm of the belief that that adrian peterson is going to take most of the carries away from carry on johnson i think this team is obvious i mean if a team drafts a guy in the second round and then signs adrian peterson what does that say about the guy that's left over what does that say about carry on johnson <laughs> the, the team is kind of looking ahead right so um i wouldn't be surprised to see him to be a, a big part of the plan and then on defense it's just cover just just don't let them beat you deep like they did last year and and they should be all right uh so actually opposite of parts question you know like you like part said both these teams could you know definitely need a, a win coming out of week one um we need we need the offense to show like why the reason why we started Mitchell Trubisky over Nick Foles and why we brought in all these tight ends for for a reason so um like I said opposite of parts question what is something that the bears could do or the, the bears could do for the to lions to lose i think i think it's take advantage of maybe the young secondary there um we, we mentioned jeff okuda plenty but the, the the reality of the situation is it might be amani orwarie the lions fifth round pick last year who a lot of people thought would go a lot earlier in that draft um he might be starting opposite desmond trufant right away now I, i'm not saying you know okuda's a bust or okuda won't get playing time i think he will but Oruari has actually been repping ahead of him in, in training camp. So um, as a guy, who he did get two interceptions last year, so he has a little bit of promise to him. But it's going to be kind of a, a new experience for him. The, the Lions secondary is, is, is all, like, very new. So the, the chemistry hasn't developed that there yet. I think that's one thing that we really have to, to watch out for for every team in the NFL. Like, the chemistry of all the new players is not going to be there in week one. There's going to be a lot of sloppy football in week one, and given – all the roster turnover on the Lions defense, I think that makes them vulnerable, even to a guy like Mitchell Trubisky. And, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad about Allen Robinson. I think the guy's a stud. And without a Darius Slade to to shut him down for 100% of the game, I think Desmond Trufant's a good cornerback, but I don't think he's a shutdown cornerback like Darius Slade was. So um, I I think the Lions are are a little vulnerable there in the secondary. I like the talent overall. I just don't like it yet. I think it's going to take a month or two for them to really get settled in with each other. So it could be a a fortunate game for, for Trubisky to start the season off strong. All right, Jeremy. Uh, So we end these ones out always by asking uh, whoever our guest is from the opposing team for a score prediction. So I got to ask you week one, how do you think this one plays out? Man, it's, it's so hard Uh, without any preseason games with only about, you know, I, I went to probably six or seven training camp practices that that's, that's all that I have of this Lions team. That's all I can, you know, extrapolate for, for how they're going to be this season. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm reserving the right to change my opinion throughout the week. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you see it different in print, then, then that's why, but you know, I, I have to, I have to lean on the optimistic side for, for the Detroit Lions because I'm a Lions fan. And if I don't have optimism, if I don't have hope, then I'm not sure what I'm doing. <laughs> Because Makes sense. this team isn't providing a lot in, after you know September, so you got to come in with a little bit of hope. So I do think the Lions' offense is going to be explosive this year. Obviously, the Bears' defense is going to be one of the tougher that they play this year, so it, it, it could be an, a stalemate there. 
but in in terms of the Lions' defense first, the the Bears' defense it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Like we're not really sure how the Bears' offense is going to look. It wasn't very good last year. There's not a lot of faith in Trubisky, but the Lions' defense was just as equally as bad. And even though they made all the those roster turnovers, I think there's still a lot of question marks. So I'm going to go low scoring. Um, anytime you're you're going up against the Bears' defense, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. And so I will take the Lions 23-16. Honestly, that score probably makes sense with, with what a lot of people expect for the Bears' offense. But you guys know who are listening on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts right now that you will get our prediction later in the week in our pregame show coming this Saturday. But that will basically do it for the uh, week one Meet the Opponents. Jeremy Reisman, thank you so much for joining the show. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm excited to finally be talking some matchups, some actual Lions football that's coming up in, in less than a week now. Oh, yeah. So if you guys would like to hear more Lions content from Jeremy, if there are any Lions fans here that have never heard from him before, you can head over to prideofdetroit.com to find his articles and columns, and you can also find him on Twitter at Detroit on Lion. On the other hand, if you are a Bears fan listening and want more content from us, you can head over to our website, beardown.com. Uh, we've got a writer on there, Justin Chu. He's our editor-in-chief. Uh, he is writing an article on the Detroit Lions that is probably up at the same time as this podcast. So if you want to learn more about the Lions and uh, you want content from us uh, that isn't podcasts or videos, do us a favor and head over to that website, beardon.com. If you want sneak peeks of podcasts from us, uh, want to help us decide on what to record uh, when we aren't recording these weekly podcasts, you can find us on social media. It's a great way to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at Bared Down. And then finally, you can find the links to all of our Bears fan pages on Instagram down in the description. Those are some great follows as well. Parsha, Jalen McClinton, uh, a little bit rusty doing a podcast, honestly. Um, it's been a while since we've recorded one of these. Uh, probably about 10 months uh, since we were last inconsistently doing these. But it feels good to be back. Any last words? Uh, we're, we're almost here. Um, I mean, a couple sleeps away. Uh, hopefully the Bears can light up the Lions. Uh, you know, Matt Nagy is undefeated against the Lions, so let's keep it that way. Uh, and uh, uh, let's have a great season, Bears fans. I was just actually happy to like talk to another person about another football team that wasn't the Bears. Now, I love my Bears, but uh, talking about them, you know, this whole offseason, you know, kind of kind of gets repetitive. But season six, well, not six days away, it's less than seven days away. Um, I'm extremely happy. Um, I can't wait to go into forward field and hopefully get a W, but that's about it. Yeah, that'll pretty much do it for us. Uh, I would like to say before I close it off, uh, if you are listening right now on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and want more content from us, if you head over to YouTube and search Bear Down, uh, we post a ton of extra content on here as well. We're almost at 2.5K subscribers on YouTube as well. So everyone listening on there right now, thank you so much for the support. Uh, I would like to say whatever platform you're on right now, we're going to be making five, six podcasts a week. If you want Bears content every day of the week, follow slash subscribe on whatever platform you're on. And if you are on YouTube, let's see if we can get 50 likes on this video. Uh, if you made it this far, uh, we definitely appreciate you for sticking along with us the entire way. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe. Bears fans and Lions fans alike, do us a favor and stay safe. Uh, pandemic right now, uh, tough times. Uh, there's not much more to say about it. Do all you can to stay safe. And to the Bears fans that are still tuning in, as always, bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.